I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start a fire, let them see the smoke. Angel wings in the streets of gold. Loose change, gotta pay the toll. And it's a rocky road. They try to tell you to stop. They don't want you at the top of the spot. You gotta take you it. Gotta take you it. gotta make it. You gotta break it, chains. Gotta break it, chains. Uh, you gotta break them chains. You gotta break them chains. Uh, you gotta break them chains. You gotta break them chains. You gotta break them. So, back, very reserved and very appropriate with Real Talk with Nina to do Sexually Speaking, Episode 4. Mental is what we'll call it. And I'm staying very reserved because I'm mentally strong, even through sex. (laughs) Good job, Alex. How are you feeling? Good. Feeling good. Um, oh, it's fun. This is? Yeah. Well, I think so too. Hopefully people are starting to come around on me on these conversations because I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, let's get them some information about sex. Shall we? We shall. All right. So I, I called it mental because... As so many people know, whether they've experienced it themselves or they have um, heard about it or, I mean, just a common fact that so much of what goes into sex is what's going on in your mind, whether that for arousal or, you know, to turn you off. And oftentimes, as you were talking about, stereotype is that that always happens to women, Um, but, but it does happen, you know being in their own minds happens to men a lot too. So I do want to combine those two things. Um, The thought processes and thoughts around sex, all around sex and stereotypes. If we have enough time to get into on the back half. Awesome. So my first thought of mental is, you know, as a guy, I always think like, Hey, you're sexting and, you're getting aroused off of the mental thought of having sex. I feel like the stereotype is definitely that guys go more that way than women, right? You mean that guys would get turned on by the sex thing or? Yeah, yeah. Because guys are like, send me a picture, et cetera, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I I think women... I think women are visual as well. I just think that what we're what we actually want to look at is different mm. from what guys want to look at. Yeah. I think I'm trying to think of well, I guess talk about, you know, some of the conversations you have when you're counseling people about, you know, the thoughts they have around sex, right? Because you have the thoughts, like I said, that that are for or arousing, and then you have the thoughts that are like this is what makes me not want to have sex ever. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's both for sure. Like I think when I speak with women, it's definitely more, unfortunately negative thoughts. So the effort is put into trying to stop thinking about what they're thinking about. Right. Um, So a lot of it is shame. Yeah. Guilt and embarrassment. 
you know, I think we talked about this in one of our things where I think that women have always been trained to be the, the pleaser, like the object of desire. Right. So our job in our head is, okay, we're here for his pleasure. So if we speak up and ask for what we want, then we're seen as selfish or needy or, you know, high maintenance in the bedroom. Um, and I think that, again, we've talked about this where, I wish men and women would talk about this more because men for the most part actually really do want to please a woman. They just, a lot of them, I think they feel kind of like at a loss because we don't tell them how to. And, and you said something, you know, if, if men actually pleased a woman, like actually did, they would probably want to do it more. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, like I said, the stereotype is that women most times are looking not but are when they get in their mind it's negative right and you're saying that's common for your conversations does anyone ever come to you and have the opposite conversation saying hey you know i'm turned on by this i'm turned on by this i'm turned on by that and it surprises you no and i don't mean what they're turned on by but just the fact that you know they have all these sexual thoughts which I, you know, I understand they probably wouldn't be coming to you if they had it all figured out, but. Well, not necessarily, because sometimes, um, and yes, this does happen more with men, but not, I definitely have women that I work with that are this way as well. But I think the hard part can be when the guy uh, is having all those sexual thoughts and it's really horny all the time. And mm it's not reciprocated. Like their female partner is not feeling the vibe. So they have all this pent up sexual energy and it become, it can become a very negative thing. Right. Um, just this week, I had two men reach out to me that are like, Nina, I don't, I'm like at a loss. I don't know what to do and I don't want to cheat, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. And I don't, I don't want that obviously to be the case ever. Um, but so sometimes it's like not having sexual thoughts to get aroused can be an issue in a relationship, but also the other way can be a problem if the other person is not sexually like with you at the same time. Mentally. Right. And I, and I do want to give <clears throat> the do conversation to both sides, but I think if we're talking about the uncommon conversation, I, th- I think obviously from what we're talking about, it's going to have to be on the guy's side, right? And I'm sure you have conversation with guys that, can help you through this conversation but you know me being a guy i i guess i'm gonna have to open up and say my true feelings you will so i think the thoughts around sex to the point that you made the stereotypes do make it tough on guys but then also there's like these other thoughts that make it hard like you said sexual performance um like, am I finishing too fast, right? Because if you're a guy out there that wants to please your partner, yet you finish fast, and, and there's a lot of reasons why that happens, I, you know, that I know about, and there's probably a lot that I don't. Like, obviously, you could just be so turned on that, you know, it's just going to happen, right? right? And then you've got, you've got um, I don't know, just – because there's the thought process, right? Because if there's premature, right? Which that would happen to be, would have to be mostly mental, right? 
Yeah, it's, it's very rare that there's a strictly clinical reason for pre you know, like premature ejaculation that has nothing to do with the head. It's rare. Yeah. You only, yeah. Yeah, so you've got that. I mean, you've got wet dreams that guys yeah. have. Do guys talk to you about that? I think at this age, um, I, not as much. I, I think every, I don't think it's nearly as taboo as an adult because I think it's also like, I mean, we learned about that even as females about right. guys in like, you know, sixth grade. So it was more, um, I think it's probably more talked about in the younger, like puberty years. Right. Uh, I haven't had a man have a problem with that now. Not that they don't have wet dreams. Cause that's totally natural. That's what I mean. I mean, just even bringing them up. Um, not a lot because I no because I don't think it causes, at least no one's come to me saying it's a problem. Like it right. causes my relationship. The ones that do are probably like, yeah, I've heard guys have told me, Oh my gosh, I had a wet dream the other night. Like it's been a really long time since that happened. I'm yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I have them and yeah. they're few and far between. Um, Sometimes I wish I'd have them more often. They're amazing. Right? I mean, and women can have them too, but it's obviously nowhere yeah. near as It's not as wet, <laughs> probably. Probably not. Um, but the thing about it is, is to the point that we always talk about, it's literally, I don't know how other people's goes, but it's literally like, you know, your fantasy that plays out all the way through the finish. Like no one wakes you up out of the stream. So much so, if, if I'm being completely honest, I feel like when I'm having one of those, and th this is kind of my dreams anyways, because when I'm, like if I'm in a scary dream, which I don't deal with any scary dreams, no scary movies, no scary dreams <laughs> for anyone that's inviting me to the movies, um, which means no scary porn. I don't want any scary porn either. Um, <laughs> um, where was I? Uh, oh, I feel like in my dreams, I can wake myself up out of them at any point, which I don't know if that's healthy or not. But I literally feel like if I'm having a scary dream, I can just wake myself up, relax for a little bit, go back to sleep. It's whatever. That's a great skill. Yeah, I feel like it is. Yeah. Um, but when I've had wet dreams, I feel like I get to that point where it's like, hey, like this is about to happen. Like you need to make a decision if you're going one way or the other. <laughs> like you need to either wake up if you're going to wake up or don't. And I don't, I mean, there's certain situations I, I definitely have woken myself up, but I don't know that I, I'm trying to stop that very often. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. If I had them, I absolutely would not stop them. Yeah. Unless I like fell asleep and like, like on a bus or something. Well, I mean, there's been times where I've been like in bed with my partner and she's sleeping and it's like about to happen. And I'm like, I don't really want to have to explain this. Okay. So, okay. I know you like yelled at me last time for having a therapy session with you. So I won't. Yeah, go ahead. I won't. Well, you're not going to go ahead. I, we're talking about the mental of this. I, I just literally put it out there that, I'm wetting my pants every other night. <laughs> Which is actually really cute. Um, that, it would it would be awesome if it was every other night because when it happens, it's great. It's messy. It's messy, but great. So, like, when you just said, well, when I'm with my partner, 
you know, I wouldn't want to have to explain that. So mm-hmm. of course, me, I hear, why not? Why, if you're sleeping with, other than like a one night stand, where there's yeah. like no emotional connection. Well, I, I imagine if it was a one night stand, there wouldn't be the need for a wet dream. Well, why not? I mean, you could have sex and then sleep and have a sexy dream, no? I, I think that's kind of how it works. I think it's the buildup that okay. causes it. Okay. And the so mind, the mind so jumps in. So if you were in bed with your partner and you didn't have sex that night, you guys just go to sleep and you have a wet dream and she wakes up and, she, and you, you like made a mess, what, what's going through your head as far as so, how you So we're going to get detailed because this is what happens with us and this is why we dated. Um, um, well, it's because we could connect at this level. It wasn't so much sexual. In fact, it was never sexual, but um, we it, just, was, it was virtual. It was, it was virtual. That's right. Um, so every time it happens, I tell my partner. That's one thing. I just don't tell him right then. I'll probably tell him later in the day. Because I've, n- I've always had the type of relationship with someone I'm dating where I could tell them that and not be embarrassed. So, so that's one thing. Um, it is embarrassing, though. Well, I wear boxer briefs. I think that's the right term. So they're tighter. So I don't usually make a mess like on the bed. It's just a mess to me. Personal yeah. mess. Um, so I just get up and go clean myself off and, and put on new boxers. And so, but I think I would, I don't know, be embarrassed, but it'd be a little bit of something like if she woke up right then, it's like, where are you going? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> well, how, well, I mean, like the relationship that you've had, like how, so what it'd be, your- it'd be fine. It would be fine. Right. But I just, it's just one of those things you prefer not right. to have to deal with right then. I'd rather tell her on my own time. Which is so funny because from from my perspective, if I had a wet dream, mm-hmm. I feel like my husband would like want to like record the whole thing. Like I feel like it's almost different from a guy. Like I feel like oh, guys, one hundred percent. Like that's sexy. Yeah. No. It, I mean, yeah. Once again, like we said, because I'm so into my partner being pleased. I mean, watching her please herself and or her body doing it for her i'm all in sign me up right yeah is it that you think that women wouldn't be turned on by that well i mean the deed's done there's nothing for her to do at this point for i feel like the flip side is a woman could do that and then probably get into something like i'm good for a little bit like i'm ready to go back to sleep without you yeah yeah (laughs) so I guess, I guess it depends on the woman, you know, but um, I feel like there are some things that guys might think women would be embarrassed by, but I think it, um, it shouldn't. Yeah, once again, every, when I, whenever I've told them about it, they've been very, you know, they either laugh it off or I'm, maybe even to your point, now that I'm thinking back, maybe think it's a little bit hot that like, you know, because that, because I honestly believe everyone I've ever dated seriously also enjoy me being pleased. Right. So I'm, I'm not, in their mind, they're probably like, oh, good for him. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe they're thinking good for me. I didn't have to do anything and he's fine. Right. 
too, which I'm sure men are probably, especially because women take longer usually. So I feel like a guy would be like, all right, <laughs> didn't yeah. have to do anything. Thank you. Um, everyone watch the video because I'm making a lot of hand signals here that you should make in bed. Hand, hand cues. Hand, that you should be making in bed. And if you're not making those in bed, then you're probably not having sex right. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think, well, if that's not an uncommon conversation, there you go. Well, I think it's awesome. Everyone just got their their worth of admission, their price of admission right there. Right, and I feel like right before before we started recording, we were talking about, like, what should we talk about? And we're like, eh, it doesn't really matter because even if we decide on something. <laughs> we don't end up there. Yeah, but, go ahead. But I mean, like, Wet Dreams was so not in there. But no, it, it was actually when I thought we were going to talk about mental i was going to bring up wet dreams i I didn't think i'd be explaining my wet dreams but you have to go first alex like unfortunately i've never had one i would absolutely love one no i love them i do love them and and anyone that listens to this please dm me with your thoughts on wet dreams men or women i do want to know if you would think it's nasty, if you're a woman, if you would not nasty, I should say nasty, but if you, you'd feel uncomfortable in the situation, if your partner just had a wet dream. And I want to know how often people are having them, like guys are having them, because it's obviously a thing that you're talk that's talked about when you're an adolescent, but am I the only one still, you know, am I a unicorn? No, because men have told me that they still have them. Yeah. So no. Yeah. So there's nothing more mental than that, right? That's your mind by itself making your body orgasm. Which is amazing. I, amazing. I would like on a limb to say that women would probably pay <laughs> to have that happen. Oh, for so, sure. For sure. It's not easy for us. Yeah. Fair. Um, so there's that part. It's all mental. Um, but so there's this weird phenomenon, right? That I... I we're just putting all my shit out in the street right now, apparently. <laughs> so there's there's obviously where you fit, I feel like you can be, and we're talking about, you know, orgasming here, maybe a little more than I'd like, but there's where a guy can fit. Well, I guess that's all there is really to sex for a guy, right? It's just get to there. That might be a stereotype. And there are some guys, like you've even said that if, he has a great sexual encounter and he doesn't get off it's still pleasurable yeah okay so yeah i was i was a little in front of myself there but there's obviously a guy being overly excited in his mind and it leading him to finish faster mm-hmm. i've also seen times where there's so much stimulus and so much to concentrate on I said I've seen it like I've watched it. No, I've felt this. Um, <laughs> there was so much stimulus and so much to concentrate on that it actually makes a guy last longer, even though it's great. Um, do you ever run into that? Do you ever run into guys, I guess, in your counseling that say it's hard, for, you know, they, they last longer than they'd want to? Oh, yeah. Talk about oh, yeah. that. So, um so it's a lot of it is. I just want those guys to know it's not okay to do that. It's not okay to do what? I'm joking. I just wanted to make sure. 
I made someone feel uncomfortable. So it's interesting because you have men that are like, oh, I don't last long enough. And you have men like, oh, I can't get off. Like I cannot, I'll get an erection and I can hold an erection, but it doesn't, like it stops there. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of it is it's pressure, just like women. It's pressure to orgasm, pressure to perform. And even physiologically speaking, and this goes for any gender really, is if there's too much going on physically um it's hard to concentrate on that one sensation that will actually take you to an orgasm so for example there are a lot of women that really cannot have vaginal penetration and clitoral stimulation it's like two very different feelings at the same time Mm -hmm. and they really need to focus on the clitoral stimulation and then there are women that require both you know So my assumption is for guys, I mean, I don't have a penis, so if this is an assumption, is that if there's too much going on with not just your penis, but like whether it's your testicles, your ass, whatever's going on, sometimes it might be like, whoa, like I have to concentrate on the one sensation that's going to get me to come and there's like way too much going on, even physically, like past the mental, but even just physically, there might be just too much going on. Well, and this is, this is a conversation I'd like to have. Um, I wish we had some other people chiming in too, because I really can only speak to my experiences, right? And, and what I'm sharing, I can't believe I'm sharing one, two, um, I don't want it to be assumed that just the experiences I have is the way it goes, right? So someone listening to this, understand that these are my experiences and I'm making myself very vulnerable to share them with you guys. Well, so, I think it's- so keep this between me and you, Nina. Okay, got it. No one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that anyone does. Um, so anyways, anyways, I have experienced to where, well, here's a good thing because I like seeing my partner pleasured. I have experienced where once she gets into like where I can tell she's pleasured more, whether she's telling me or her body's doing different things I've experienced where like, I kind of forget what I'm doing, like what the pleasure on me, the stimulus you're talking about on me. And that'll make me last longer, which in essence is great for her goal. Right. Because then I'm not cutting a short there, but, and there's like different hot pockets within a sexual encounter that, um, I think can go either way. Right. Because if you're doing foreplay, like a guy can definitely finish pretty quick, could finish pretty quick from foreplay. Right. So he's got a hold back there, which is a stereotype that, and, and adds pressure like you're saying about guys finishing too fast, you've got to hold back during foreplay. And then when you, if you were to start having intercourse, you have to hold back then because you're worried about finishing too fast. And then it flips to the other side that I'm talking about where maybe now you're going too long and you know, there it's, I don't think I'm outside of everyone's thought that, you know, a guy going too long after, a woman has already, you know, found her pleasure in it can be an issue. Yeah, it can be, it can be painful, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I feel like on that. That's what I feel like on that side. And I'm stumbling through my words because I can't believe I'm saying all this. 
Well, let me tell you something, Alex. As as a fellow public speaker, because <laughs> a podcast to me is it's public speaking, whether you're in right. person or um, being vulnerable and talking about the things that most people will not talk about is why you're in the position you're in right now. Why we do what we do, right? Because people won't, right? And I think a lot of times there's people who won't comment or like or even admit that they watch your videos, yet you're saving their relationship, their marriage, their mental health. Sure, their- yeah, I believe that. So yes, it's hard to be vulnerable, but it's so worth it. Um, but yeah, I think too, that can go both ways for a, a, a woman too. Like for example, I hear this a lot with the 69 position for both men and women. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm interested to hear this. So it could go both ways. Like I know where I stand on it, but either if a, if a guy is going down on a woman while she's going down on him, there's, I mean, talk about like mental stimulation, the visuals and like all of his senses, his, his taste, his touch, his, I mean, everything is the smells there. Sometimes guys are, they're like, I don't last long at all. Like, right. Not possibly go down on her for longer than like five minutes because I'm done. Like there's way right. too much. But there's also the opposite where like some guys are like, I'm so focused on what I'm doing that I can't, like you said, like I can't even like, I can stay hard, but I'm right. not, there's like way, I need to make sure I'm doing what I'm doing. I don't get myself out of the game, you know? And it's for same with women if we're focused on going down on him, it's hard to kind of hone in on our own pleasure that he's providing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my personal take is I, it feels amazing, but I'm a giver. So I'm more focused on, you know, him. But um, I think what's kind of hot though, to be honest with you, is like my opinion is that, when you notice that your partner is kind of falling out of the game because what you're doing is so distracting to them. I was a hundred percent going to go there. Um, and I'm glad you said it first, but, um, that, that is my goal in that like one to the point you made, I'm on the first part of that to where, um, it could, that's maybe the only, not the only way, but I, yeah, I would finish a lot faster that you know what what are we calling that <laughs> i don't know what we're calling, calling that act what yeah 69 but i'm saying um someone doing me a favor like that uh-huh. would make me finish a lot faster than if they weren't doing that because like i said i want to see them pleased as well right so that that can make me finish faster my goal in the whole thing is to make them stop doing me a favor because of what i'm doing and right. that's hot to me too yeah yeah. And I think that's also this unspoken, you know, way to kind of tell, you know, like I, I think, it, you know, I always have to be careful too with my husband because he's um, amazing and we're super communicative, but nowhere near as outspoken publicly as I am. Um, but I know that from his perspective, he loves when I get so distracted that I kind of lose, like, I kind of forget what I was doing to him. Yeah. In his head, he's like, yeah. yeah. exactly. No, that is my, that is my goal. That is what I'm looking for every time 
I do 69 is that to happen. And I'm frustrated if it doesn't happen. Yeah, and I think there are different ways. Like, for example, um, there are certain 69 positions that I think are easier on both partners. Like, what do you, so this traditional one that you see, you yeah. know, like girls on top usually, yeah. um, uh, I think is usually what you see most. With a guy on top, I feel like, it's a little different for the, the, the woman's neck, kind of. Better or worse? Uh, I've, been, I've been presented with different ways to do it. Now, I'm, I'm a pure traditionalist, so. Oh, we know. Mm. And a gentleman, so. Um, but to the point, the way when it's done like that, it's easier for me to tell when it's done the traditional way you say girl on top, it's easier for me to tell how distracted she is. Cause mm -hmm. like she's literally like sits up or right. moves inside or whatever. Right. Um, what about this? Like the side, the side laying position. Also, also been presented with that. And um, I, I think that's, I mean, I think it kind of ends up the same way as on top or not. It's just, you're kind of laying on your side kind of, but I'm not going to get into the geometry of how it ends up. But, um, but no, I think, I think that it is weird to me, the girl, the thought of the girl on bottom for that is weird. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's as conducive to. It doesn't work well. What's that? You don't think it's as easy? Correct. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it. Once again, I'm, I was very, I got, you know, an A plus for the year in geometry. So <laughs> is, that what, is geometry what I'm thinking? Yeah, geometry would be the yeah. angles and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, A plus. So yeah. everyone just needs to take my word for it. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think the sideline one. Is no, the side is, the side can work. And you can kind of get the best of both. It's almost, you can kind of turn it into a half of the traditional way and half the side anyways. Yeah. Not that I would know. I've never had sex. Right. That's true. That's true. That's but what, from what I've seen. <laughs> yeah. In your wet dreams. In my, oh, all types of things in there. Um, but the point was, is that distraction can come from from you you hear that about that position about that yeah. act i should say is that it's, it can sometimes be distracting yeah a little bit yeah so then what are some of the stereotypes you feel like you hear about guys um i mean this there are obviously the girl stereotypes but yeah about guys what from guys or the pressure they feel like they have um and that that is actually a stereotype that they just don't realize Oh, did I lose you? Are you still there? Oh, no, we're good. I, just, I lost I, you for two seconds, yeah. Yeah, I got a phone call and I just declined it because you and our audience are more... Need, they need you, yes. <laughs> um, so some of the stereotypes that guys come to me with uh, that they're struggling with, obviously performance, whether they're lasting too long or not lasting long enough, and absolutely both. I hear both. So it's not just oh, if they don't last long enough, that's the negative. No, like you said, it could also be if they last too long and they cannot get off. It's frustrating for them, first of yeah. all. 
and then they get in their head like why am i taking so long very much like women do right we get taking too long is he bored does his mouth hurt does his hand hurt but like it's a total orgasm blocker for any gender the other thing is i think it's um a stereotype that men want sex all the time and yeah, that you're men, saying that and that men are the more sexual gender mm-hmm. that's that's not accurate like i have women that i coach that are more sexual and that's why i'm coaching with them is because we're coming up with ways to kind of get their husband or their male partners on board you know or um I've met, I've met couples definitely that even, I mean, I guess you have to admit it if that's the case, but I've, I've met couples where they just flat out say like, uh, he doesn't want sex as much as she does. Like she would do it way more. And he's like, I just get tired. And so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it also kind of goes in, in waves too, you know? So like, um, you know, especially with women that have children, like right after they have kids for a few years, it could be like, really really rough you know and i think it's also sorry um between having like putting on the mom hat all of a sudden feels very asexual in the beginning mm-hmm. and, and your kids are always hanging on you and, and the husband is like oh my gosh like <laughs> you know but then like it it shifts and whether there's job stress or family stress or health issues sometimes the guy is like yeah my libido is kind of like not there and the wife is the one that's like oh my gosh like we need to to do this (laughs) right and i've seen some different uh changes like in ages too i feel like women and this is just a stereotype based on experiences i've seen i feel like women like 27 to 33 35 and maybe even a little bit older than that are so much more open to sex than girls younger than that and and so there's a couple of theories I've had, which we've talked about a couple of them, right? And I guess this would mostly pertain to single women, but I, I guess married women too, probably. But one, I feel like women that age that can orgasm if, if found their pleasure in sex maybe more than a younger woman. And I think there's there's sub theories behind that too, that guys are probably better when they're a little bit older at pleasing women. So, you know, who they're, they're actually with. Um, and then when, you know, they find their pleasure in sex, obviously they are then after it more like quote unquote, a guy because they see the same benefit that a guy would see as opposed to the, the, what, what was it? The stereotypical, um, women are just there as the object to go after. Yeah. Um, I was just reading something recently, an article, and again, sex research is amazing, but it's also self-reported most of it, right. so it's hard to like, you know, that's why I worry when people read certain things and then they're like, what's wrong with me? Like, I can't, and I'm like, I don't even know if the people that said they could, could in the right. article. Right, yeah, for sure. Um, the part where, like the age thing you're talking about, I think the article recently said the average age where like women tend to be like the kinkiest they said was 37 which is kind of like a random age now i'm 38 and i can tell you that the last um i would say maybe the last two and a half years i would say 35 to 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 like present Mm -hmm. 
has been my highest sex drive ever in my life. Far but, being like 18, 19, I don't know yeah. how but but do but don't you do you feel like and I'm stretching out so people who are watching this and wonder what I'm doing, it's because I work out. Um, <laughs> if but don't you feel like some of that has to do with one their partners, so mm -hmm. like I said, two I feel like and I think what I said just a second ago is a long winded answer for women are just better at getting out of their own way right they don't have as many thoughts about the you know they're probably more comfortable with their bodies no matter what their body looks like you know they've been through more experiences so at this point it's like they they are only there to enjoy it and maybe that's just the next step past what I was talking about before so when you say kinkiest I don't know if that necessarily means the sex drive sex drive gets any and this is my opinion sex drive gets any higher than when you're 30 31 it's just maybe your inhibitions are lower than when you're 30, 31. And obviously your inhibitions are sky high, I think when you're 18, 19. Once again, just a theory because you don't really know what you're doing and, and you're nervous about everything. Right, I think there's a lot more shame, um, especially for, for females when we're younger to be sexual. So, you know, we're, our whole lives, we're taught not to be sexual. You know, we're slut I don't know, who's teaching that? I know. Um, but then we get except for my daughter, you keep it. <laughs> I know, so my husband is the same way about our daughter. Um, but as we get older, all of a sudden, like we're in relationships where we're expected to be like, why are you not more sexual? Why can't you get off? Why right. are you speaking right? Up? Sure, you know, we're like, uh, because I just spent the last 30 years being taught not to do any of that, so right? Hard. Yeah, hmm, good thought. I do what I can. <laughs> Where do we go from there? On well, I think it all the whole mental thing too. You know, like if you have all the shame around being sexual, or if you have, um, like something. Okay, here's an, okay. Talking about specific physical acts where men can change response-wise is oral sex. So let's talk about that for a second. So oral. You want to talk about oral sex? On a guy, yeah. You want to talk about a woman giving oral sex to a guy? Correct. Okay. Here's, what, here's the thing. When you're younger, yeah, it's not that difficult to to get off. Is my um, assumption as a guy? As a guy, yeah, yeah, from a blowjob. Okay. As you get older. I've heard a lot of men say like, oh my gosh, I can, it's so hard for me to get off just from a blowjob. Like other stuff has to be happening. Like I can't do that the way that I used to. Okay. Like, so I have a theory on this. I'm gonna let you finish. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, no, that was it. That was it. It was just basically that I've heard that a lot and they think something's wrong with them. So they're like, Nina, I can't get off from a blowjob. And I'm like, yeah, I makes sense. <laughs> you know, like you need more, you require more. Women are not that different. So I think this is a stereotype for guys like we've been talking about is that we're so much different and we're just out for our orgasm no matter what, because a lot of, when they say a lot of other stuff has to be going on in my head, I'm not, I'm not huge on receiving oral sex because I'm such a giver. Right. So it turns me literally turns me on probably as much to please someone else as it would 
to please my, you know, for me to be pleased, right? So, so much so that I'd say it's probably more for sure that I'm more turned on if, if I was to do something than if I was to get something, right? So that plays against it right away is that this is happening. I'm like, eh, I'd probably rather just have sex. Right, right. First problem. Second problem is I feel like a woman, if she feels like her partner does not want to be performing oral sex on her, it's, it affects her, right? Because then she's like, is he tired? Does his mouth hurt? Is all this stuff, right? How much a woman wants to do that, I feel like shows through. Like if you're doing it and you really want to be doing it, the person can tell, right? For on both sides, girl or guy, right? Which then I think raises the arousal of it, therefore makes it um, like you want more of it. Hence, in during 69, where both sides are being pleasured, he can hear her being pleasured while she's doing him that favor. I think that maybe heightens and speeds up the process of, of him finishing, right? So I think a lot of it, is the mental side of that of, Oh, you know, she's just doing it. I don't know that she really wants to be doing it. And, you know, as you get older, you know, if you're married, that's a, because maybe a lot of your clients are married. If you're married, um, you know, does she really want to be doing it? Like that's the first advice I would give. I would give, uh, anyone in a long-term relationship is find a way to want to do what you're doing. Right. Because it shows through. Yeah. Whether, whether they know it or not, whether they know subconsciously that it's affecting them or not, if you don't really want to do it, it it is definitely going to affect how the outcome works out. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's why I always talk about like being super verbal. And, and so on one side, I talk about being verbal, especially when you're going down on a woman to try to address all those barriers that she has how good she smells how good she tastes how soft her skin is how beautiful her body is you know um, one tip guys along that is where you put your hands i think can also calm some of that right if you grab an area that she might like her thigh or her side that she might be self-conscious about if you grab it and grip it i think that i've i've heard that i don't know that for a fact you saw you saw it i saw that in a wet dream um (laughs) No, but when you, and the only reason I say that is because you said verbal, but everything, you know, you're in that case, your mouth may be full. Um, (laughs) Well, hopefully it is. But um, so those not, those other nonverbals can help as well. That's what, that's the only reason I cut you off. So you're saying if you touch a part of her body that she's insecure about, you're saying that's a good thing or stay away from parts of her body? I think it's a good thing because like if you, if you grab or caress a part, like you want your hand to be where she might be subconscious about, self-conscious about, um, I feel like that can help. I, in the responses I've seen firsthand, well, both hands, but (laughs) I, I feel like I've received positive responses from that. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, just, I think- well, in the, the, to the point real quick, just run your hands everywhere. Yeah. Just get it all in. Yeah. Yeah. Make, make sure you, you get everywhere. Sorry. Right. That's okay. Um, and I think to, to your point about the girl going down on you, you're like, eh, I'd rather have sex, especially if she doesn't seem like she wants to do it. 
we always, I always talk about, oh, if you're a guy going out on a girl, make sure you talk, like tell her right. all of those things. It is no different for a man. Mm-hmm. So I've had guys tell me, um, my wife or my girlfriend gets so upset that I can't get off from a blowjob. So my first question to him is, what are her blowjobs like? Mm. And a lot of them uh, tell me, oh, super traditional, like... Um, super tra- there's a traditional blowjob. Well, the, <laughs> like, not very creative, okay? Yeah. Maybe not very creative. Like, she doesn't really use her hands. Yeah. Um, not a lot of tongue. She doesn't make any noise. Mm. Uh, you know, so then my next question... I'm definitely not getting off right now from that, so... I see, I see his problem. <laughs> right? I'm not even turned on by that. Well, that's your preference, right? So It sounds like it's I, his preference too. Well, right. So when I ask him, well, what kind of blowjob do you want? And it's funny because sometimes they'll either stumble trying to tell me. Now, believe it or not, men are super comfortable with me only because I they would be comfortable with any third party because they right. don't have to from me I'm not married to them you know and I'm a non-alarmist when it comes to sex so like it doesn't nothing phases me some of the stuff I've heard (laughs) it just it doesn't register in like a it just doesn't register as something like a big deal but anyway so when I he'll either stumble like uh I don't know what I mean just like a better one I'm like well if you cannot verbalize what kind of blowjob you're looking for how the hell are you expecting her to be able to figure that out right they're stumble when I'm like, okay, so you don't like the current situation? How do you want it to look? And they're like, oh. you know, I'm like, all right, that's what we have to work on first. Um, and the other thing is they will tell me in detail what kind of blowjob they're looking for, the kind of oral sex that would get them off and be super turned on. Like, wow, that sounds awesome. When's the last time you brought that up with her? Yeah. <laughs> Never. Never. Well, well, I... So first thought that came when you said that is where did he get that from? So it's either from porn or from someone else who did it, right? What to him? Yeah, where like where else do you, where else do you know what that looks like unless you've seen it in porn or someone else did it? Well, I mean, exploring with yourself, like you know, if well, you're not giving yourself a blowjob. Oh, no. Well, but the actual oral part is not necessarily the hardest part. It's it's all the peripheral stuff. What I'm saying, where where would he get the idea from if it wasn't from porn or someone else did it? His imagination. Well, how do you know that that's what happened? I, I'm the point I'm gonna get at is he probably got it from porn or some other girl that did it right, which in his mind would feel a little dirty bringing it up to his girlfriend that this is what I want. That's the first thought that came to my mind is is. Uh, okay, if I was in that situation and I was telling her, and she, not that the odds of her saying, "Well, where did you, you know," right. go, but I could definitely see a girl saying, "What did someone else do it like that for you, or something like that?" Which then will scare them off of ever bringing up anything again. That's just what I thought. I, I may have, you know, be way off on that, but the fact that that's the first thing that came up, like I'm, I'm thinking could. And I feel like I have a lot of conversation about sex with my partner, as you can probably imagine, right? That's a um, thing. What'd you say? That's a good thing. Yeah. So I feel like I do, but I know a lot of people struggle with it. 
and I'm trying to put it in, in context for me of if I did struggle with it, would that be something I feel like I could talk about, right? Is that you should do this a different way. I feel like guys would shy away from that conversation thinking that it would cause a problem. Oh, that's, that's a great, that's a great perspective. Not one that I thought about because I'm not, um, I don't have those same things, which is why I think the dialogue is important. So that all comes down to communication too, you know, even if it's, even if it is what he saw in porn or what another woman did to him, the bottom line is he's figured out one way or another, what feels the best to him. Right. So being able to figure out ways to tell your partner that that's kind of like unassuming and, and non-threatening is important. And yeah, I, think no, I, I agree. And I didn't mean to cut you off and go a total different route with it, but you know, that's just what I thought. No, it wasn't a different route. It was spot on. If you're, if you're thinking that someone, another guy at least, has been like, well, I can't tell her that I want her to do this to me. She's going to ask me how the hell I ever thought about that. Like, I didn't, I didn't think that way. Right. But it's important to address that because I'm sure you're not the only guy that worries about having to explain where he heard that or where he saw that. Sure. Um, I think it's also more of like, you know, depending on a lot of it is the verbal stuff and the peripheral stuff. So, um, well, you know, and the other part is too, I've had women come to me and say, I feel terrible. I can't get him off from a blowjob. Mm -hmm. And then I speak to them, Hey, what does your blowjob look like? What do you do? You know, and what's funny. Go ahead. Sorry. And it's usually what I said before. It's very much like, I'm like, do you use your hands? No. Do you talk at all? Like in between do you? No. I'm like, okay, well, and there are certain positions that I talk to people about when mm -hmm. you're giving a guy oral sex that you can be in that gives him a, a, a wonderful view of your, you know, the woman's beautiful parts that mm -hmm. can add his arousal and allows him to do something to her at the same time. I think we're, I, I think we're thinking the same thing here. So I want you to say it. Like what's the first one you think way of doing it that allows for that? Like position wise? Yeah. Um, the one where she's kind of like um, on all fours, but next to him. Oh my God. That's exactly what I was thinking because I don't even need you on this uh, <laughs> podcast anymore. And I know Dan, my, my guy is, gonna, is literally just going to roast me for this one because he's, uh, wait, let me be very clear. A guy I've had conversation with about these <laughs> uh -huh. very much, very much into women. Very, very much into women. Not at all into guys. Neither is Dan. He's married. I hope. I hope he's happy. He's listening because he wants. He wants to please his wife, not me. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> um, but that's a hundred percent. That's the only way that it really. Not the only way, but the, most of the way that it's going to work for me. So I'm able to, um, you know touch her and or you know not even you know in that spot just her back her legs yeah. whatever um so i agree i just wanted that said so that if anyone's listening they know one thing i was going to point out though is it's very funny this is being said is that recently i got a text 
from a friend who's a girl who was with other girls and they said they were texting everyone they every guy they knew would give them an honest answer in their phone book and asking what does the perfect blowjob look like to you like in detail huh right what what were their responses? Oh, I, I mean, I rifled back. And, and this is coming from a guy who, do, who, who doesn't put as much thought into it as probably some other guys do. Right. I, have, I have a friend who is all about receiving oral sex, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, I'm like, I'd rather have sex every, like if, if I never got it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't die. But, you know, mm-hmm. there has been some people that are good at it that I'm like, mm, okay, well, <laughs> a bonus. But, um. But the point is, she asked me that, and I don't, I asked, I sent my response, very detailed, very long, it was in a text message, but um, I sent my response, and I asked her, you know, what are some of the other, like, how did mine stack up, because she liked the response, I think, just because it was so detailed, but mine was more about, like, geometry and physics than about, like, whatever, because mine was, like, talking about stuff we would talk about, about reading the guy understanding that you know this could hurt that could hurt this would feel good um this is what you have to do at this time etc um but it could be different with everyone so that's that was more along the lines of mine i i I would love actually i I need to ask her to send me some other um responses they got because she said it was like her and i think like four or five other girls that that sent the message to several different guys to hear back you know guys guys in relationships I, that's one thing I asked. Are you are you only asking single guys? Are you also asking guys in relationships? And she said they ask guys in relationships, married relationships, and single. They just more looked for guys they knew would be open. You know, once again, self-reported. Uh, you know, if it's you know they wanted guys that were going to give real answers. And I think too, also like guys, depending on what they say, like in public versus how they really feel, can be different. So like I had a guy reach out to me the other day and tell me that um, his, in the past, he had been with a woman who um, would like purposely uh, gag on it and do all this stuff. And and he's like, um, contrary to popular belief, not all guys want to see that. He's like, it actually made me super anxious that she was gonna vomit and I, it was hard. You know, so like porn is like, okay, if you're going down at a guy gag and, and have this bit coming down your chin. And I mean, like, this is what, and then girls are nervous. Like, Oh crap. Like, is that how I'm supposed to do it? Cause I don't want to do that. Right. But we assume, because it's on porn that all men would love a blowjob like that. And this guy specifically was like, it is a turn off to me. If it's super sloppy, he's like, I don't like that. Whereas I think the assumption is, oh, every guy likes a blowjob like that. And I think that's where assumptions and stereotypes are, are, are hurting relationships. Well, I, 100, I 100% agree with that. And that's why in my answer, I gave, thing, I gave universal things that are going to matter, no matter who it's being done for. But in almost every part of it, I said, it could go this way, that way. You need to read the situation. It's, and you know, I feel like that's the same thing a guy should be doing on the flip side, obviously, that goes without saying, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all reading your partner. And I think that that's why 
yeah, you someone I feel like some people innately do things that are more universal and that more people like when they're doing sex, right? So there's some people who are quote unquote good at sex or better at sex than others, right? But that's why I think you're always gonna have your best sex with someone who you have chemistry with and that you wanna do stuff for and you're learning each other, right? And so that you know, that may be it may be said that you take someone who's already good at sex they learn you and then that's going to be your best sex. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's, there's a lot, I guess you could go with down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, is I, I think that good lovers are made, not born, but in the same breath, I do believe people are, some people are just innately more in tune with their sexuality than others. Well, I think in tune with their sexuality, more observant, because being observant, I think, is probably the most important thing in, I would say one and one A would be being confident in yourself, right? Because that shows through, and then being observant of the other person. Yeah. I think those are at the very top of the list of, of uh, being a good lover, if you will, and or having good sex. Like if you, if you can't get out of your own head because you don't have the confidence or you're worried about something and, or you're not, you're not caring about what, how the other person feels or what, what they're getting out of it. Um, I, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah, no, I agree. And those are, those are two biggies. Yeah. So I think we can end there probably. Okay. Any final thoughts? Uh, just that with all the media and all that stuff that's going on and porn, I think our society forces us to try to fit in with one type of sexuality or, or sexual behaviors. And, and, um, it's so individual. Like I, I hope that nobody is the same sexually. I hope that just because a research article says, Oh, you know, 15% of women can have an orgasm through penetration that you have to try to be in that 15. It doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. I think it's more, you know, oh, this most men last this long. It doesn't matter. You're not most men. You're you. And and so I wish that with the whole I think a lot of the mental issues we go through with sex have to do with we're constantly comparing ourselves to what we think everybody else is doing. Right. And that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I I would I would say the exact same thing. I think um, it, it goes along the lines of what I just said. I think you got to find your own way. So I think you need to open yourself up to um, to things you're not used to that that may help along the way. Now I'm not saying make make yourself uncomfortable, um, but definitely you know keep your mind open to different things when it comes to sex. Because once again, this partner may do something different. And if you can open your mind up to it, you may like it better. Right. And if you're able to communicate, um, you can also say, Hey, you know, that's not for me so much, but let's figure out some other stuff that, uh, yeah. that we can figure out or, or yeah. that we can get going to help us. Yeah. And then just like smashing the stereotypes is really important. Just get, just stop. <laughs> Men always want sex. Women are high maintenance and bed. They take too long. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think those, I'm always torn on how much stereotypes really play in, right? Because when you're in a relationship, like, and you, I don't know why I said like right there. You're in a relationship and you two are, are I think you're past the stereotypes at that time, right? Uh, or you should be. So 
I guess I'm proving your point, right? Get away from them. But I think a lot of times when you're really in a relationship, like you're not really thinking about, oh, well, society says I'm supposed to do this. You're worried more about, you know, how do I get this done? And if, I guess if you are still worried about them, then yeah, smash them. Never mind. You're completely right. I'm going to shut up. No, 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 you're right. You're right. Because I think there is some truth to once you're with someone for a long time, you may not worry about it anymore. Right. But sometimes the stereotypes affect you as a human. Right. And then human in that relationship, kind of that's where you make those assumptions like, oh, he probably thinks I'm taking too long. Right. Sure, sure, sure. He probably thinks this because that's what we've been told. Meanwhile, your partner's missing out because he's kind of like, yeah, but see, I actually get turned on watching you masturbate and take an hour. I don't care. I love watching. Meanwhile, as a woman, we're like, oh, we take too long. We're broken. It's why we take so long. So like, that's stereotype stuff. I think it's talk to your partner and tell them what turns you on. And I mean, can you imagine, Alex, if, if your partner assumed that men, all men, get very frustrated and bored when a woman takes a while to to have an orgasm and then you know like you love it yeah no and and there's times when like i can to the contrast of that there's times when i can feel like she may be getting closer and i'll literally slow down or stop because i want it to take i want you know i want it to keep going so um yeah it's crazy i mean have that's why I was shutting up there. Cause I'm like, yeah, the, you know, stereotypes can definitely mess with you if you let them. So, you know, you made a great point. Just talk through it, communicate through mm-hmm. it and, and figure it out. Yeah. All right. Well, I will talk to you next week. Yeah. From yeah. Mexico. Did you hear me? No. What'd you say? I said from Mexico. Well, how are you? I don't know. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 uh, my sister works for Delta, so I can kind of adjust as I need to. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. Hey, awesome. We'll have a great time. Thank you, ma'am. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye.